Hello, Misty. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Nick. Hey. Hi, Nick. You know what? Fine. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Wrong button. I have it on have, board. You have that Hello, as a button. Nick. Oh. <laughs> For when you're not here. Yeah. Hello, Nick. We want to. We want you to be here with us when you're not here with us. <laughs> Hello, Nick. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> I keep looking at him. I'm like his mouth's not moving. Right. So stupid. Yeah. He's like, he's <laughs> so like stupid. perhaps like a puppet. Like a puppet. Stay Which, tuned on Wednesday for yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, but today's big topic is Marilyn Monroe. Charles Manson. I can't believe you guys let them see a whole minute of my eyeballs. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up. Ugh. Like, I think every now and then it's good that they get to see inside. You, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we'll get more viewers if I let them see the baby blues? I don't know. I mean, we've had this conversation of do you think the viewers think that you're douchey because you wear them? A hundred percent. I, think I don't think they do. I, I think, think that they think they're funny. I think thousands and thousands of dudes have been like, I'm not watching this show. I mean, maybe. I think they're funny, but I know you already, so maybe that has to do with it. Yeah. It's the irony of the whole. Look. It is the irony of the entire thing. The um, mullet. Do you the, think. The I, hawk mullet. Could I perhaps be like a serial killer? Could you? Yeah. With those glasses? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Would I be able to like get a harem of people to follow me and do whatever I want like Nick? It doesn't seem like it's that hard these days. <laughs> right. I mean, I already got one. Right? Two. You got one follow. Oh, I am not in your cult. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely no, my cult. No, definitely not, not your cult. in your After cult. After this, we're going to uh -uh. drink Kool-Aid in a cave in Topanga. I mean, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, well, I mean, I'll go watch. Yeah, <laughs> Kool-Aid in a cave in Topanga sounds fun. Yep. It really does. See, actually. I'm full of fun ideas and you guys yeah. will come with me everywhere I go. I don't no. know about that no. part. Yep. Well, I don't know. much like me, Marilyn Monroe had a cult. <laughs> I can't say Marilyn Manson. Charles Manson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so, so do you want to know why we're talking about... I'm stupid. You're not, but... I, I just keep saying the wrong name. It's okay. I'm, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm going to hit the slaps. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Charles Manson today because today in history is the day that he and his three female followers were sentenced for their crime. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. To death. No, oh. they were not actually sentenced to death. <laughs> uh, and now it's time for made up facts. Charles Manson didn't die until like 2017. He died in prison though. We have a friend who has a friend that taught a friend of a friend a friend of a friend who's into guitars and making of them oh yeah uh, w whose friend would teach charles manson you guitar know. in prison recently yep that's real scary yep but i don't know how recently because he died three three years ago well uh, you know <laughs> Hot second ago. So I've got nine shocking facts about <laughs> cult leader Charles Manson. Well, hit me with one. Not Marilyn or not Marilyn Monroe or Manson. Nope. Uh, the first shocking fact is that Manson was born without a name. You know, I read something that was a little different than that. I'm intrigued. Tell me about yours, and I'll tell you about mine. Ooh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> the man with uh, nope. the, the man who everyone came to know as Charles Manson was in fact listed on his birth certificate as No Name Maddox, and given the surname of his 16-year-old mother. So, what 
the the thing that I read, his mother, Kathleen Maddox, um, got pregnant as a teenager and his biological father abandoned her before the baby's birth. <clears throat> and so shortly after that, she married William Manson and then named her son Charles Millez Manson after her new husband. Well, that same mother once <clears throat> sold him for a pint of beer. So she was a, a good mom. Yeah, you know, just wow. thirsty. Manson would often tell a story of how when he was a child, his mother once sold him to another woman in exchange for a pint of beer. The boy's uncle was forced to search for him and returned him home the next day. Yeah, I read about um, that she was definitely really troubled and that he grew up often being like carted off from one relatives to another because his like the family couldn't trust his mom to take care of him. Yeah, I, well, I also I think we could have guessed that there's some he childhood didn't have drama. A great childhood. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, apparently, by age Based 13. Based on what? <laughs> well, the murders. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> apparently, by the time he turned 13, he was already committing crimes, including robbery. And he got sent to a boys' school. And apparently, he was sexually assaulted and abused there. And over the course of the next few years, he began also committing violent sexual assault on other boys. Mm. And was sent to a federal reformatory school. Which is probably why he developed a sex cult. The Manson family was a sex cult. Fact number four. Interesting. At one time, the so-called family had almost 100 members who were mostly young women, some as young as 14. I was telling Nick about this. You just looked at Nick like he was a 14. <laughs> no. I was telling Nick about this. So, like, Charles... <laughs> Much like Nick. <laughs> Much like Nick. <laughs> some, um, some young women were as young as 14. Oh, my God. Like Nicholas. So there was his youngest like follower. Um, her name was Diane Lake. And her entire family, like her parents, moved from Minnesota to California because they wanted to live in San Francisco and take part in the counterculture. And they lived in this free love commune called Wavy Gravy's Hog Farm. And that is, mm. she was allowed. I love gravy. <laughs> Wavy Gravy's Hog Farm. Mm. Like, there's just inherently something so wrong with that. It sounds like a brand of gravy. It sounds like something. It sounds like we're starting a gravy company after this. What do you say, guys? Wasn't Wavy Gravy one of the fish guys or something? Or the Grateful Dead? I think it's a, f a flavor of... It's definitely um, a Ben & Jerry's yes, flavor. Yes, Ben & Jerry's flavor. Yeah, it's one of the sure. original Ben & Jerry's flavors, right? I think it right? does have something to do but with Grateful it has Dead. Some, yeah, because yeah. those guys are giant uh, hippies. Well, yeah, and the whole Ben & Jerry's thing yeah. is all about yeah. Grateful Dead stuff. Like Jerry Garcia. Oh, wait a minute. Cherry Garcia. What, what, what happened to Ben & Jerry's Wavy Gravy ice cream? Yeah, it did go away. Oh, boy. We got um, a side deep dive going on here. <laughs> well, anyway, her parents let her just roam free and take drugs and have sex. She was 14 when she met Manson. And basically, instantly, with her parents' full approval, they were like, cool, you're 14. Go have sex with this 29-year-old man. And she began a full-on sexual relationship with him and joined the Manson family. Hmm. She was one of the biggest people. Um, she didn't participate in the murders, so... She was a major witness in the prosecution. Usually the sex would happen during a family acid drop in oh. which he'd convince them that he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and would frequently... <laughs> much like Nick. <laughs> much like Nick. <laughs> much like Nick. <laughs> Everything that we come up with is just much <laughs> just like, Nick. like Nick. And would frequently get them to exchange sex for benefits to the family. 
Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> Have you guys done acid? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have as well. So all three of us confess up. We've done whether, acid. Just considered whether Have either of you, it. while you were fucking tripping balls on acid, wanted to have sex? Yes. Really? I'm a guy. You always want to have sex. Never mind. You said that in a way that may elude people down the wrong road. Uh, I mean... The average male thinks about a, sex every eight you seconds. You as a male, not just as you as Isaac, yes. always want to have sex. Every, That's what I mean. I, yes. I don't mean you specifically. But also me specifically. But okay. Much when like I Nick. When I tripped acid, having sex... I caught that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> having sex was the last goddamn thing on my mind. Like, yeah. it was not like, oh, yeah, let's go have some yeah, sex. I, I, can, I, I was can. like, get the bugs off me. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. I don't get it. This purple dragon tastes uh, funny. Right. <laughs> Why is the sky bleeding? <laughs> you had some intense trips. I had some bad trips, man. Yeah. I, I, did, I was a teenager, and I was a really fucked up teenager. We would do three hits, allegedly. I mean, if Alleg we did. If you we did it, allegedly. We, we should clarify that we is not what you're talking about, me and you, right? Me <laughs> and my friends from high school. <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> and not Nick. He and lived in the Nick. same city at no. the same time, but we didn't know each other. Right. Uh, we would take three hits at a time, not knowing they were triple dips. So we were taking oh my God. nine hits at a time, multiple times a week for 13 weeks. And <clears throat> that's why I don't remember my 20s. Sorry, Mom. See, I did it in high school, and we would put it on Saturday mornings. We would get cans of SpaghettiOs, and we would trip and then eat SpaghettiOs. And, so <laughs> and you wonder why you had bad trips. Because I was a fucked up teenager, and I was very angry. We watched superhero or like like hero based movies, and that by the end of the movie, the acid would have tripped, and then we would have believed we were the hero of the movie. And you and we, still wanted to have sex. No, I'm not saying I was actively <laughs> sitting there kidding. thinking about banging around, <laughs> but you know, it'd be we just I mean, it was three dudes in a room yeah. sitting there. I so. just find it really interesting that like in the '60s, the acid and whatever, it was all like sex and love and peace and whatever and how that morphed over the next few decades into yeah. like the 90s when i did it where it was like don't touch me get the fuck away from me <laughs> i'm gonna jump off the roof of this building yeah, yeah. like you my, know my it was so very different my only experience with this like at a concert like my last like, experience was at a concert speaking um, of concerts manson aspired to be a rock star he did and it went real bad. Yeah. Manson fancied himself a musician and befriended Beach Boys founder Dennis Wilson, mm -hmm. who participated in group sex sessions at the family's Span Spawn? Span Spawn? Spawn, Spawn. That's funny. <laughs> Spawn Ranch. Sex parties at the Spawn Ranch? Come on. You can't even write that shit. Uh, when the Beach Boys changed the lyrics <laughs> oh of God. one of Manson's songs, Cease to Exist, and released it as Never okay. Learn Not to Love, without crediting him, Manson was furious and sought revenge against the former his former pal, who went into hiding, fearing for his life. You know, the thing that they forget to talk about there is the tie into the actual family murders is that. So Terry Melcher, who was Doris Day's son, Terry Melcher was a record producer. He was introduced to Manson by Dennis Wilson. When Terry Melcher said, I'm not going to put your record out to Manson, that's what infuriated Manson. The house that Sharon Tate and the other five people were killed in mm -hmm. was the house that Terry Melcher used to live in, and Manson went uh, like Manson went to that house often, and so he ordered his followers to go and kill the people in that house. He knew that Terry Melcher didn't live there anymore, 
But to him, that house personified everything in Hollywood that had done him wrong. Is that house still up? Like, can we go <laughs> yeah, drive by it? It's still there. You can drive by it. Did they film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the actual historically I'm not, I'm correct not house? Sure. No, I don't I, think so. They they have changed the address to yeah. that house. Yeah. So that if you like, if you look it up in Google Maps or whatever, you it's, can't get you, there. It's not as easy to. You'll find. end up driving around on yeah. that street wondering what house it was, but it was. <clears throat> 10 500 Cielo. Cielo Drive. Yeah, it's it's not far behind the Hollywood. It's um, not. Or the sorry, the Beverly Hills yeah. Hotel. Yeah. Um I've been like past it kind of mm. and it's uh you know, it's just a normal Beverly Hills kind of street. Yeah. With yeah. some old houses in it. Yep. Um I want to talk for a minute about the people that were killed that night because they all have like some really interesting stories. So you've got Sharon Tate, who was in Valley of the Dolls and mm-hmm. then married Roman Polanski. She was pregnant with her and Roman's first child. And Roman was, I think, in Europe working. But this one's weird. So Abigail Folger. Abigail Folger was the heiress to the Folger's coffee fortune. Oh, oh I didn't realize that. Dun, she dun, and dun. her boyfriend had spent a few months house sitting at Roman and Sharon's house for them because her and Sharon were really good friends. Sharon had just gotten back from working overseas filming and they had picked her up and like taken her home and they were staying there with her for a few days until she kind of acclimated to being back home and because she was pregnant. That was the other couple that was there. Yeah. Right. And then her like her friend that was her like stylist or something. Right. Which was um, so... Abigail's boyfriend um, was kind of, let's see, I, I can't even begin to say this name right. Wolszek Frykowski. Oh, Wolszek Frykowski. <laughs> um, he was a bar buddy of Roman Polanski's, and that's how he met Abigail, his girlfriend. Roman mm. Polanski introduced the two of them. Uh, basically, it was his best friend and then Sharon's best friend, so they ended up dating. Um, and then you've got Stephen Parent, who was the um, kind of the like the estate keeper. Mm-hmm. So he had a little like house at the beginning of the driveway, and he was killed that night too. So uh, he was the guy that kind of like you know mowed the lawn and like made sure everything was taken care of. I got an update on the house. <clears throat> Do tell. The final resident of the original house was the musician Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Of course Nails. it was. That completely makes sense. Reznor rented the house from 92 and set up a recording studio there. The studio dubbed Pig, sometimes called Lay Pig, in reference to murderer Susan Atkins writing yep. Pig in Tate's blood on the front door of the house. Yep. And was the site wow. of recording sessions for most of the Nine Inch Nails album The Downward Spiral in 1994. Oh, that's, yeah, that's the That's, that's trippy as fuck. Yeah. The band also recorded the EP Broken and filmed the video for Gave Up at 10050 Celo Drive. Marilyn Manson recorded sections of the album Portrait of an American Family at the oh. in-house studio in 1992. Reznor moved out in December of 93, later explaining there was too much history in that house for me to handle. Reznor made a statement about working in the Tate House during a 97 uh, interview in Rolling Stone. I'm not going to read the whole thing. The short of it and long of it is he met her sister. He met Tate's sister. Oh, and she was like, are you exploiting my sister's death to make yourself famous? And he was like, no, I'm just kind of into it. No, I'm already famous. Yeah. P.S. Uh, so it goes on. And then, you know, they bonded over that a little bit. But uh, Reznor took the front door of the house with him when he moved <gasps> out. 
installing it at Nothing Studios, his new recording uh, studio record label headquarters in New Orleans. Which is also super trippy. And Nothing mighty. Studios was later sold and the facade of the building changed. The front door Reznor removed from 10050 Celo Drive is currently preserved in the possession of the owner of the building. That's that's a great like story. That yeah. whole thing. <laughs> and is, it makes a lot of sense. Well, and it wraps it, it back does. Ar- it wraps it back around to music, which realistically uh, is what Charles pissed Charles Manson, Manson off. But Charles Manson became a, a huge Beatles fan. Yep. That with the whole Helter Helter Skelter thing. Yep. Helter Skelter is something that like Paul McCartney wrote about roller coasters yep. and amusement parks. And uh, <clears throat> and Manson became obsessed with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Specifically the White Album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, spooky. Somebody needs to come stay at my house with me tonight. <laughs> so the last person that was in the house that night was the stylist, J.C. Bring, um, who was a Korean War Navy veteran. And when he got out of the Navy, he became a celebrity hairstylist. And he became really, really good friends with Sharon Tate. And he was staying there as as her friend. Um, one of the things that I think is the weirdest, like it's very, very LA. So that night before they were murdered, they all went to El Coyote and had dinner. No way. You can actually yes. still sit in the booth at El Coyote yeah, that they all sat cool. in. And it's right across from uh, Tarantino's theater yep. uh, in New Beverly. Yep. So you could, you, I, I did this one night. Went to El Coyote and then went and watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, yep. Yep. Yeah, and if you had and, enough money. It was their favorite spot. To, that, to the eat. house is for sale right now for $9.7 million. Well, <laughs> let's do it. Well, it was August 2019, but I can't imagine anybody's bought it in the last year and a half. Definitely already bought. Well, we could at least go eat at El Coyote when thing when it opens again inside, and then we'll go across the street for a minute. Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Um, well, there's a there's a creepy little Monday story for you. Yeah. Episode one thirty one. He dead now. He gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. Um, all right. Well, since it's not Friday, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.